what shows up sometimes is so far beyond what I could ever have dreamed of for myself. But you've got to kind of remain open to allowing that to come in. Because if you're too married to how it's going to look and how it's going to happen, you kind of cut off that flow. My name is Samantha Riley, and this is the podcast for coaches, course creators, and experts who want to grow their influence, income, and impact to take their coaching business to a million dollars and beyond. We're going to share the latest business growth, marketing, and leadership strategies, as well as discussing how you can use your human design to create success in business and life inside and out. Create the influence, income, and impact you need to build your business so you can create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. This is the Influence by Design podcast. Welcome to the Influence by Design podcast. I'm your host for today, Samantha Riley, and super excited to be chatting with my guest for today, Natalie Ledwell, who's a best-selling author, host of the podcast, Not Over, Just Different, co-host of the cable TV show, Wake Up, and founder of Mind Movies, the hugely successful and revolutionary online personal development company that's reached over 10 million people right now. Right now, she's launched her groundbreaking social and emotional learning career curriculum titled Personal Growth Studies into schools in the US, which is designed to empower youth from ages 5 to 18 years to live fulfilling and successful lives with high self-esteem and a vision for a bright future. So welcome to the show, Natalie. Hi, Sam. How are you? It's a pleasure to be here with you. <laughs> I know, our fellow Aussie. I know we're not on yeah. the same soil, but it's still nice to hear that accent because there's a lot of different accents that come on this show, so it's nice to hang out with our own sometimes. Not as much as it is for me to be able to hear it, I can tell you that much. <laughs> it must sound really strange because I know when I travel to the US, like, you know, you get off the plane at the other end when I'm home and you hear the, um, I remember always every time you walk into the airport and you hear the australian on the on the pa system and you're like do we really sound like that <laughs> exactly and it's so funny because when i talk over here because i live in la but when i talk i sound like everybody else in my head I mean, they yeah. don't hear me the same as everyone else, but yeah, it's, it's a weird phenomenon. <laughs> it is pretty funny, isn't it? Why don't we start off with mind movies? That's the thing that most people know you from. But I know that that wasn't your first foray into business or into entrepreneurship. So can you sort of give us a little bit of a background so that, you know, you can take us on that journey into how mind movies came about? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I was, I met my husband in 1995 or something, 96. Anyway, uh, when we got together, you know, he was very entrepreneurial. I've been managing fitness clubs forever. And, uh, and then we decided to go into business together. And our first business was a nightclub on Oxford Street in Sydney. So oh, no way. <laughs> <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> Wow. So we had five years of craziness and fun and, and whatever. But uh, And then we kind of went through what I call my beige years where we had all these different businesses where we're just kind of going through the motions, you know, coffee franchises, property development, you know, a whole bunch of different things. Uh, and I remember, you know, in 2006, I'm, I'm thinking, wait a minute, I've got all these bills. We're running four businesses at the same time because, you know, action was never a problem for us. We always had plenty of things on the go but we're still struggling financially. I'm like, 
I'm missing some vital piece of information here. (laughs) And uh, a friend said to me, she said, look, you've got to get online. You've got to down, I order this DVD. It's called The Secret. You've got to watch it. Mm -hmm. You've got to love it. So we watched that, the original version in 2006. And uh, it was like, oh, this is the missing piece, right? I I just need to know where it is that I want to end up. I don't have to have the whole plan. I've just got to feel what it's like to already be there, you know, combine that with my action. Bob's your uncle, right? So, uh, and I remember, like, we actually copied that a few times, you know, maybe slightly legally. Gave it out to all our friends. No one else got it. It was so strange. I'm like, what do you mean? What what don't you get about this? But we were just kind of at that place when we needed that piece of information. And then a friend of ours uh, who was in one of the businesses that we were in, was like a network marketing business, showed us this little slideshow that he'd put together. And it was like uh, affirmations on PowerPoint slides and in between the PowerPoint slides were photos, and then he added music to it. So this was his version of a vision board, you mm-hmm. know, and what we learned from watching The Secret is that you have to be able to see yourself already in this future or see yourself yeah. already being successful. Um, and people would create vision boards, like cut out photos of the house they want or the car they want um, and put it up on a board so that every time they looked at the board, it made it easier for them in their mind to put themselves in that car or in that mm-hmm. house, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so it's got a visual prompt. So uh, so not long after that, our friend Ryan said, look, I want to set up a website. I want to go into business with you guys. You guys are great in business. We're like, dude, we got no time and we know nothing about the internet. I mean, Glenn could hardly turn on a computer. I hadn't even heard of YouTube. I only used the computer for bookkeeping. I couldn't even type. Like I still can't type, but, you know, I can peck away. And uh, But that's kind of where we started because we knew it was a great idea. The secret had just been on Oprah. Everyone was talking about it. So we just put like a little video on on YouTube to start out with. That little video was where all our traffic was coming from. And within months, people are just sending us emails going, this is changing my life. I'm like, guys, we're going to figure out this internet thing. Like, how do you do this? And it was so strange because we'd had so many different types of businesses before that, that we knew what the basic foundation on how to run a successful business was. But because it was this internet medium that we had no idea about, it's like mm. we, we kind of put this bit of a wall up and went, oh, I can't figure this kind of thing out. So we ended up buying a program online that taught us how to, you know, do a few things. And then we ended up coming to the US in 2008, in April 2008, went to an internet marketing seminar, got accepted into an internet marketing uh, mastermind. And the guy, the mentor, Frank Kern, was just amazing. But we kind of surrounded ourselves with all these internet marketers. So even in a social situation, we were learning. We're asking yeah. questions. We're trying to figure things out. Now, we're uh, I was like 39 at the time, like, you know, nearly turning 40. So, you know, you kind of get to that stage in life and you think, oh, I can probably slow down a little bit. Nope. We were like having to learn how to build websites and do autoresponders and, you know, all these different things that I'd never done before, edit videos. I'm like, how do you do that? Mm. But we didn't have any money to pay anyone else to do it for us, so we had to do it ourselves. So by the time we finally get to this big launch that we've planned on doing, it falls in September 2008 when the economic crisis had hit the planet. We all know what happened then. (laughs) And, mate, it could have gone either way. We didn't know. Like, you know, and we didn't realise what was going on until we were in the launch. Mm -hmm. Um, But in the end, and I'm going to tell you the glossy version of this because everything that could go wrong went wrong, Um, Mm -hmm. but we ended up going, our list, email list grew from like 8,000, which was, you know, not not, not too bad, but 8,000 to 80,000 in a week. Wow. And um, we ended up doing a $700,000 launch. 
And the cherry on top, because, you know, our, our mind movie that we made about this launch, we wanted a million dollars. Um, mm-hmm. We what, PayPal, we were using PayPal as the payment gateway. They froze $500,000 in the account. So after six months, we finally got an attorney involved and got them to release the funds. So when we got the money back to Australia, we earned another 250 grand. So we basically did a million dollar launch. Not that I recommend anyone do it that way because we were like (laughs) a whiff away from bankruptcy. Um, That's kind of what put us on the map. Wow. Wow. It's such an amazing, there's so many pieces within that. And I think that one of the biggest pieces for me is that so many people hold themselves back because they don't know how. Mm. They don't know how to do it. And I think that is the biggest steal of dreams because we're, we're resourceful. We, they, we've always got resources at our fingertips, whether it's people or, you know, mentors or books or programs or whatever it is. There's always a way to find the answer. And you went out and did that in what would have been, I can imagine super uncomfortable because I know how I felt sort of coming into this online world. I was also 40 when I did it mm-hmm. um, and also had just come out of a divorce, so had no money either. So really understand that you just sort of get down and do it, but so many people can hold themselves back from that. So what I want to know is, you know, you went over to the States and you worked with Frank, which is like, and you know, if you're going to work with someone, wow. Let's just start there, shall we? Right. <laughs> do you think um, or, you know, that you would have been able to do what you did without having a mentor? Uh, absolutely no way because there are so many different components that go into creating um, a, an online business and a successful launch like that. And really the reason, there, I, mean, I think there was a number of reasons it was so successful. Number one, the economic crisis hit the planet. So it was kind Mm -hmm. of the right time for people to be looking for something to help them to think positively and get them out of their current situation. Mm -hmm. But at that stage, our product was just videos showing them how to create these movies for themselves. We didn't own any software. They were just instructional videos. We're charging $97. So Mm -hmm. it was something that was affordable. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes, we joined that internet marketing group which was super important. We had access to Frank and, you know, we we had to apply to become part of this group. Mm-hmm, and I remember mm-hmm. I'm sitting there because, you know, we've just arrived. It's our first weekend. We've got no money. We're over there on credit cards. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm filling out the application form and Glenn and Ryan are sitting next to me going, what are you doing? I'm like, guys, are you serious? We can't say no to this. We'll just figure it out, you know. Yeah. So I'm always been, you know, credited with that brilliant idea. And, of course, you know, we're Australian and Frank loves Aussies, so, you know, we, we used the Aussie charm to, to talk our way into that. But uh-huh. even when we were there, we really made sure that we utilised everything that we had, like, you know, access to Frank, the other people that were in the group, even the friends that we got introduced to were also internet marketers. So we were always learning and we could always ask for help. But surrounding yourself with the right people was paramount because, you know, the email delivery system shut down our account because our list was growing so fast. So Frank got on the phone and reinstated it. You Mm -hmm. know, we had um, 3,000 customer support emails on the first day because that same company closed down for maintenance. So no one was getting the confirmation email that they received it, that they bought the product. So everyone thought we were spammers, you know, or scammers Uh or whatever. So we could get people to come in and help us. You know, every time a challenge or some kind of problem come up, 
it we didn't just have people around us that were telling us great job you know and blowing smoke up our butts we had people that could actually give us good sound advice and support mm-hmm. and then the the launch itself was a combination of frank's psychology of selling because he's a master at that Mm-hmm. Then it was a thing called PLF, which is product launch formula, which mm-hmm. is a Jeff Walker formula on how to run. So that's the structure of how you run that. And then, you know, our secret source is Glenn, mm-hmm. you know, and we didn't realize so we got into this business that he kind of always fell into the marketing part of all of the businesses that we had before. So mm-hmm. he really got to, you know, cut his teeth on this kind of a marketing once he got his head around it. So the combination of those three things really helped us to, you know, to be successful quickly. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that you talked about the community. You actually beat me to work. So that's something that I'm always big about when you go and join some sort of mastermind program. You know, a lot of people talk about which program because of the, the person that's at the head, the coach, and obviously Frank's a great person to work under. But what I've always found is that there, whatever you join, there's always a brains trust. And I always, and I talk about it a lot, pay for the power. Well, there's a lot of power in proximity. So I'm always mm-hmm. paying for proximity. Where can I put myself that I'm going to be, you know, in close proximity to amazing people? Um, and that's always been really, really important to me. And I think it's something that a lot of people don't even think about, which obviously has come quite naturally to you and I, but something that that I'd love you to talk to just quickly for anyone that's thinking, you know, how do how do people meet these amazing people? You know, how important is it to to put yourself in front of these people or surround yourself by in by these people? I mean, it's everything. The thing is the internet has provided this opportunity and a kind of like a level playing field for anyone that wants to create some kind of a business and have a global audience. You know, which also means that you can have global, you know, friends and support team around you as well. Um, so not only are they, you know, when you're feeling doubt, thinking, oh, my God, this is too hard, you can always reach out to someone and they'll be the cheerleader for you. Um, mm. If you're stuck on something, you can go, look, you know, I'm, I'm stuck here. How can I get past this? And they can give you some great advice. Or they can just see things in your business that you can't see. You know, we're used to doing things a certain way or our personalities and our programs keep us in a certain kind of operating mode. But if you have someone, you know, that's really good at what they do, coming in and looking at from, you know, from a different perspective and, and putting eyes on a situation that maybe you can't see past, then that's worth everything. You know, and with the internet especially, you know, we can feel a little isolated and a little alone when we're building these businesses because we're just stuck in front of the screen and we're doing all these different things, um, that's why it's even more important. You know, and it doesn't have to be like a big mastermind that you pay. Like we had to pay $2,700 a month back then, which we didn't Mm. have, but we did what we did, right? Um, And there are some people that can join groups and pay, you know, $30,000, $40,000, $50,000, you know, which, you know, puts a real big fire under your butt to get things happening. Uh Um, Or you could just have, you know, local, you know, business owners that you just meet for coffee once a week, mm. you know, or women that you, you know, connect with online that, you know, you can go, this is what I'm having a challenge with. Like, you know, our mutual friend, Melanie Benson, where we started a little mastermind group um, of women and we just get together once a month and we just talk about, you know, what our wins were for the month, what our challenges are, things that we're grateful for. Um, and then sometimes we just need to talk about personal stuff. 
what's happening yeah. with our families or with our kids or, or things like that. So, you know, the support that you have is everything, especially if you're a, like a lone wolf in your business, you want to be able to access that support when you need it. Totally. Now, Mind Movies is, is a brand for itself. Um, you have got your own personal brand. What I'd love to know is when that brand of Natalie Ledwell started to, or when did you realise that that was something that you needed to cultivate? Well, that would happen after my husband and I separated. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Glenn and I, uh, you know, as we were, you know, working the business here and, you know, we, we started to grow apart. Uh, you know, I stepped more into the role of teaching and then, of course, my sphere of influence of the people I was hanging out with were all the spiritual people, all the, you know, the teachers, the people, the authors, those guys. Um, and Glenn was very much in the marketing world. Uh, and, you know, and bless Glenn, like we are still business partners. We're great business partners together. Mm -hmm. We're still mm -hmm. really good friends. Um, but we started wanting different things. And I remember towards the end of my marriage, I was just, I was really unhappy and, of course, I was blaming Glenn for everything, as you do. Yeah. Um, but I kept having the voice coming in going, you're wasting time. I go, I don't know what that means. I mean, look, we've got this business, we're reaching all these people, like, you know. Um, and then when we separated and we split, I was like, okay, uh, I, I need to spread my wings because I was blaming him for not allowing me to spread my wings and to shine. Mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. was really after I found out when I lost my scapegoat and my excuse for not shining, that was really my fault. Mm -hmm. It was really on me. I'm like, mm -hmm. damn it. Okay, if I don't do this, I've got no one else to blame but myself. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and so that's when I started, you know, Natalie, doing a little bit more Natalie Deadwell. Um, the podcast, as you know, Not Over, Just Different, is actually the phrase I coined when Glenn and I broke up. I'm like, okay. dude, our relationship is not over. We're just transitioning into something different. Yeah. But I really think that applies to any of us who are at this, you know, middle age, this mm -hmm. respectable age, um, that are facing this next chapter and going, well, you know, maybe my marriage, maybe the kids have gone off or maybe my career is over. What's next? It doesn't have to be over. It's just going to be different to what it was before. Yeah. You know, and especially when we're at this age, like, we have all this knowledge and experience and, you know, and wisdom. Mm. And as long as we, you know, and we're still healthy and energetic and vital enough to be able to, to put anything into, into play, like 40 and 50-year-old now is not what it used to be. No, know? definitely not. No, yeah. I think about my grandparents or even my parents at 50. Like this generation is so different where yeah. at, at 50, I was just ch chatting to a friend about this the other day. We're like, where's where's the clothes for people our age these days? Like we we don't want to do this. We're getting old because we're so not. I think at this age, we're just coming into who we are. I feel right. like up to this stage, it's been, you know, we're just getting in there. We're, we're jumping in. We're getting our feet wet. We're learning the lessons. And all of a sudden, we get to this point where we're like, okay, I kind of get what I'm doing here now. Like, let's do this. And it's interesting that you heard that voice saying, you know, you're running out of time because I hear this so much from not just women, but also men that I speak to that are this age going, is this all there is? I feel like 
I feel like now's the time, like I'm, I'm running out of time to really do this thing, whatever it is. Um, and a lot of times it's, it's people that haven't even decided what that next thing is. Yeah. So discovered what it is yet. Yeah. It hasn't revealed itself, you know, and and I think that, that part of the journey into discovering what that is, is to really look at the breadcrumbs. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look back and go, okay, well, what was I good at? What did I love to do? What, what are the kind of the things and the skills that I have that people compliment me on? You know, if money was no object and, and who am I if I'm making decisions where I don't have to factor money in, what am I doing? You know, where mm. am I going with that? And, and there are so many different causes that we could champion on the planet right now. I mean, mm-hmm. you know. There's a lot. I was just about to say exactly <laughs> the same thing. There is plenty to choose from. Plenty to choose But for yeah. me, it's like, look, I can put effort into all these different things, but I know if I'm really going to affect a change, I have to choose a lane. Mm-hmm. Like what am I, what lane am I choosing? And, of course, you know, mm. I've fallen into the, you know, the children and, and a, a curriculum for schools and social emotional learning and, you know, giving them life skills, teaching them life skills that we wish mm. we had learned that they're missing out on right now because their faces yeah. are in a computer or in, in a phone 90% of the time. Mm. Yeah. And they're being caught up in all the social media and all the other things that are happening for them that are really eroding their self-esteem and their, their, their value and their self-worth. I'm like, mm. no, we need, to, we need to help this next generation you know, yeah. feel like they are worthy, that they're optimistic for the future because if not, we are in big trouble. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And they're dealing with things that no other um, group of children have ever dealt with in this way ever, you know, with social media and with, you know, the what's been going on in the world for the past few years. You know, there's no other group of children that's ever dealt with it this same way before. So I think this is really cool. How did you decide, actually, I'm going to change that word because going back on what you said, how did you discover what this next part of your journey was? Yeah. Well, you know, after I had the you're wasting time and then I had all the time in the world, uh, I, uh, I had a couple of different projects on the go. So my, my book went bestseller the year that Glenn and I broke up. So I was like, okay, I could write another book, you know, and it was going to be about, you know, being, you know, a woman at this time of our life and stepping into, you know, having to look after my own finances and, you know, after stepping out of such a long-term relationship and and finding myself again. So that was the book that I was working on. And then we had um, had a new TV show concept and we were I was working with some friends of mine where uh, it was like The View but consciously aware. And mm. Wake Up TV was the first, we did some pilot shows of that where we had guests like Jack Canfield and um, um, Don Miguel Ruiz and, you know, and, and those kind of people. So it was, it was awesome. And then I also had this idea about the kids program. So I remember, because I do a mind movie at the beginning of every year, which is kind of general for the year. And I remember I was doing one for the beginning of the year and I realised everything I had in my mind movie the previous year, I hadn't really finished any of it. And I'm like, okay, I've got to focus on one thing. I go, it's not going to be the kids program because I'm not really qualified. You know, I, I did a little program, but I'm like, I can't, I can't do anything more than that. So it's not going to be that. I'm like, ooh, TV, that's sexy. Maybe I do that. That would be really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started looking at that, but then a colleague of mine who's in Australia, she actually lives in Byron Bay, uh, she has two master's degrees, you know, and she's worked with kids in trauma all over the world. 
she reaches out and she goes, we've got to do this program. We've got to help these kids. And I'm like, it's going to be the kids program. All right. (laughs) Because, you know, when I ask for guidance, I go, I need some help, you know, and I'm asking, putting it out Uh to the universe. I'm saying attention. Universe has gone, okay, here you go. And I'm like, and believe me, there's been times where I thought, really, universe, this is so hard. Why did you give this to me? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I have to trust that anything that is given to me like that is because it was meant for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what keeps me going. <laughs> 100%. I love that um, sometimes the universe, actually a lot of times the universe will give us what we need, not what we ask for. And I love that you shared that story that you just put it out there and then, you know, you kind of went with that because a lot of times we can, and I'm sure all of us can get caught with really trying to force the hand of the universe or this is what I want or this is the way I want it to go and not really surrendering. And I think surrender is something that's been coming into my world so much in the last few weeks of don't grip so tightly, just surrender because you Mm -hmm. can't move forward unless you let go. And it's such a scary place to be, but it's such an incredible place on the other side. Yeah. Well, it's everything because, you know, Mm -hmm. we can – set an intention, we can be in a high vibration, high frequency, we can be clear about what we want, we can visualise and take action. But the thing is we lull ourselves into this false sense of security that we're in control and Mm -hmm. that's not really the case, right? (laughs) I mean, look at the pandemic. I mean, who could (laughs) see that coming? (laughs) And uh, the whole world was thrown into the unknown. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I... And the surrender to me means surrendering into knowing that that what shows up for you is for your highest good. Now, it's mm-hmm. not going to probably look like what you thought it was going to look like. It probably doesn't happen the way that you thought it was going to happen. Um, but it happens in divine timing exactly when it's supposed to. Uh-huh. Now, when you can, like, we can all go, yeah, 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 we, we get that, surrender. We know. But you've got to embody it. Yeah. You know, and embodying it looks like things like, you know, when I start to get a little frustrated because I'm not in enough schools yet, I have to sit back and go, no, I'm taking action. I'm doing everything right. It's going to happen exactly when it's meant to. It's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. so uh, you have to, and and by doing that, what you're doing is releasing all your lower frequency emotions. You know, like when it comes to something like the law of attraction, you know, we know everything's made up of energy all resonating at different frequencies and like energy attracts like energy. So we want to resonate at the same frequencies, the things that we need to make it happen. Now that's Mm. high frequency. So it's high frequency emotions because that's emotion is the frequency that we send out. So things like happiness, joy, gratitude, accomplishment, pride, courage, these are the emotions that we need to kind of hang out in. Um, And so when we go drop down into things like impatience, and frustration and helplessness and mm-hmm. anger, then we're cutting off the flow. Mm. You know, we're just trying to white knuckle it and get things to happen. But by doing that, we've just cut off all the support that we could that we could access if we stay open and stay in that place of surrender. So it's mm. really every time that something comes up where you find yourself slipping into those lower frequency emotions, it's like, oh, okay, no, it's okay. I know that everything's happening in divine timing, you know, and you mm. can even ask for a sign sometimes and, and you know, the universe always delivers. 
Totally. So I I have to share this funny story, which I've never shared on the podcast, but it just so speaks into what you were just talking about. Um, I separated from my husband um, of 20 years and over over many years later, worked with a coach on um, letting go of some of those emotions that I was holding on to so that I could call in the man of my dreams. I went through this amazing process with her over eight weeks. It was just beautiful. And uh, she chased up with me. She just picked up the phone and called me about four weeks after and went, Sam, how's it going? I went, oh, you know, it's so great to hear from your courts. What's really interesting is just yesterday I decided, nah, stuff it. I don't even want to meet a man. I don't, <laughs> I, you know, I, I just want to stay single. And she's like, whoa, 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 hang on, stop, what? And I said, no, no, I'm just so sick of being with men that take my money. Like it's not going to happen anymore. I'm just going to be single. And she went, oh, whoa, hang on a minute. This is not the way it's meant to go. We had a little chat, released what needed to be released just on the phone. And, you mm. know, I met my, my, my husband the very next day. Yeah. And it's because we went through that of, you know, and let me tell you, that phone call was, you know, I just glossed over extremely quickly. It was lots of tears and it was lots of, whoa, what's going on and getting down to some really like deep stuff. But it was that letting go of what I was desperately hanging on to, trying to control that situation and letting that go, which allowed, you know, I'm married to the most amazing guy on the planet. I know you've met someone, but he must be the second most amazing guy on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> and, but if I hadn't have let go and, you know, the universe doesn't, as you know, more than anyone, the universe doesn't just know relationships or just business. You know, it's all, it's all the same. It's all in the same melting pot. So, you know, if we're not able to, I think, you know, let go of all those things that you were talking about, we're, not, we're unable to get to that next, that next level. Yeah, and I think identifying what those things are, you know, that's kind of really the first step, being aware of what they are. Because, you know, I did the same thing. Like when 2020, the whole world, you know, <laughs> my calendar's free. I'm like, okay, well, maybe I have time for a relationship now, you know. Um, and I worked with a coach. I, I always have a coach. Um, and my coach, she really helped to, to get rid of, because, you know, a lot of my programs and my stories were, well, I'm now I'm 50, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm 53, but but I'm 50 and and. You know, guys my age only want to date young women. Mm. And I'm in LA, like the most superficial place on the planet, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had all these stories going around in my head and I had to really release all of that. Um, and uh, and so when I actually, you know, put up a profile, because that was the only way you could meet people in, during COVID was online, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it was good because you could, you know, FaceTime and stuff like that. But I, I only had my profile up for three weeks. And wow. we reached out and we went for a walk because that's what you do during COVID. You walk uh-huh. outside uh-huh. and distance yep. a little. Um, and we knew on that first walk that, you know, wow. that, that we were that we were everything that we we're looking for. But again, I was really clear about what it is that I wanted, you know, and there was even things that he said on our first date that were affirmations in my mind movie. I'm like, come mm. on now. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, totally. So can you take us through some of the um, I guess techniques or any any day to day things that you do in your life to to make sure that you're staying on track and bringing in you know what it is that's your highest good essentially. Yeah, well, definitely the way I start the day is like paramount. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I've been working with Dr. Joe Dispenza for years now, like nine years. Um, mm-hmm. And he's the one that really taught me about the importance of not living the same day over and over again. All you're doing is just it's Groundhog Day. You're not mm-hmm. you're not opening up the possibility for surprise and delight to come in from the universe. Like you you have to mix things up. You know, uh, that's why when the pandemic hit, I was like, oh, this is interesting. I wonder what's going to happen with this, you know. Like I know I can't control it, so all I can control is my experience of it. So, uh, you know, morning always has a combination of any of these things, meditation, exercise, education, so either listening to an audio book or a podcast or something, um, healthy breakfast, uh, and gratitude. They're Mm -hmm. the five components of my mornings every day. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I also make sure that I'm like, you know, we can all have goals and, and know what we want, but we really need to be focusing on that every single day. So, you know, I watch my mind movie for the kids program before I start working on the kids program. Mm. You know, I'll watch the mind movie for my health and fitness before I go exercising because I'm reminding myself why I'm doing this, you know, mm. and what where I'm ending up. So it helps me to either see solutions I couldn't see before or have the motivation to exercise, which maybe I wouldn't have had before. So, yeah. you know, keeping an eye on the prize and reminding yourself all the time And even with your visualizations, you know, for me, and this is what I learned from Dr. Joe as well, is that when you're visualizing, you don't necessarily want to see yourself as a character in a movie. You actually want to see yourself living the moment, feel what it's like to be in the moment. You know, what are you touching? What are you tasting? What are you smelling? What are you seeing? Um, So that you make that moment feel so real that your subconscious mind really doesn't realize that it's not actually happening in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and by doing that regularly, you know, you're creating these new neural pathways so that thoughts that are in alignment with that future are now coming from the subconscious through to the conscious mind. And then all the effort that you need to do, all the actions you need to take kind of become easier because you're already thinking, well, yeah, I'm doing this. And you've already, you, you think that you're already there. So you start to yeah. act as if you're already that mm-hmm. person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't have to sit down with your eyes closed and have dedicated time to do that. I mean, you could be vacuuming the house, you could mm-hmm. be driving the car, you could be, you know, you don't have to have your eyes closed. You can go there. And especially if you have a specific song that's like your anchor for the future that you're creating. That's why we add music to the mind movies because it helps to elevate your emotions. You know, mm. so, you know, the, the mind movie, the song that I used for my very first mind movie back in 2006 was Clocks by Coldplay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I can't hear that song and not bawl my eyes out because, you know, it was the beginning of this incredible life that I still pinch myself every day that I get to live. It's like, really? Yeah. Like, I grew up in Orange in New South Wales. I'm one of eight kids, like a very humble beginnings. And I get to live in LA and hang out with people like Jack Canfield and Lisa Nichols and those guys are my friends, you know. It's like, how did yeah. I get here? But, you know, it's because I had the intention. And, and then what shows up? sometimes is so far beyond what I could ever have dreamed of for myself. But you've got to kind of remain open to allowing that to come in because if you're Mm. too married to how it's going to look and how it's going to happen, you kind of cut off that flow. Totally. Have you ever had a moment where you have something has happened and you feel like, hang on, I've been here before? Like, in, in, you know, when... Yeah, all the time. And for me, that's kind of like uh, it, 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 it's like a, a signal from the universe that I'm exactly where I'm meant to be. 
that's like either I felt like, and I mean, we could go into a real conversation about time and how it's not really a linear progression. I don't know whether <laughs> this is the forum to do that, um, but, you know, that I've either dreamt it before or I remember, my soul remembers that I've experienced it before mm, or that, mm. that I was going to experience it. So it's like, okay, I'm exactly where I'm meant to be right now. Yeah, I, I have it all. I would love you to touch on that time. I would love you to because, yes, this is the forum. I very much... I, love these kinds of conversations. So can you go a little bit into that? Yeah. So um, if you think of time, time will, you know, we there are multiple universes um, and there are other multiple dimensions of where we're at. So with the work I do with Dr. Joe, when he takes people into your meditation, he's taking you into a place where you're connected with the infinite field or the unified field. This is the field of infinite possibilities. Right now, in that place, there is no time, there's no space, there's no you're just in no time and space, it's just this void. Um, but if you think about time not as like a linear progression, but like each moment being like a sheet of paper that's stacked up upon the other, so you know how some people are clairvoyance and they have this ability to be able to see uh, the future, well, they get to see moments that are not this moment because they're able to, to go up a few pieces of paper or up mm-hmm. a few moments to be able to see different things. So time for me is like that, you know, um, and if, even with all of these different dimensions, things that are going on, everything in all of these dimensions all happening at the same time. The few, the, Our past, our future is really all happening in this one this one string, this one mm. stack of paper kind of thing. Mm. It's not like we're moving forward and back. We're just in this one thing. So everything's happening all at the same time. Mm. I mean, mm. How wild is that? It's so cool. There's uh, one of the girls, uh, there's a girl that I go to that does my facials and she's the most incredible person. She doesn't tell like a lot of people what she does when she does these facials, but she really tunes in when she's doing it. And and she's explained it to me because she's said all sorts of things to me that when she's doing my facial, she said it's like she feels like she's walking up some stairs and she walks up into the quantum and she said, I just look around and see what's there. I just see what's there for you. She told me we were moving to Noosa well before it was even, I even knew it was a thing. <laughs> she explained <laughs> to me where we were going to be living and walked in and went, oh, cool. Yep, this is it. <laughs> um, so she, the way she explained that I thought was really cool was she just kind of goes up and she just looks around. Yeah. Yeah, no, and, I mean, I, I live in L.A., so... I've had past life regressions. I've had my Akashic records read. Um, I My coach actually channels the universe. Mm-hmm. So working with her is like, you know, you sit down and go, oh, I've got this pain in my knee or I've got some bloating or something. She goes, all right, she looks at it and she goes, all right, you ready? I go, yeah. And she goes, can, the, can you find the part of you that thinks this? And I'm like, okay, first of all, I would never admit to another human being that I think that. <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. like the universe whoop, goes straight there and goes, all right, well, let's unpack that. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, you know, um, and I think too that we, there are so many humans at the moment are starting to tap into these different abilities, Mm-hmm. And diff- using different modalities and understanding the energetic field of what's happening here on the planet. Um, you know, so, uh, and it shows up differently for different people. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a girlfriend of mine who actually, uh, we became friends after I interviewed her on my podcast 
she's um, an in, a medical intuitive. So she can go over and, you know, just energetically go over your body and pull different, energetically pull things out. But she also has, she also talks to dead people, you mm-hmm. know, and I've had my, um, my biological mother's mother coming through and I don't even remember meeting her. I was, I was you know, very young when my mother left, um, but she's part of my spiritual team. You're like, wow. okay. You know, or, or people that channel, like my girlfriend, Christy Whitman, she channels like uh, the Council of Light. It's kind of like uh, Abraham Hicks, how she um, channels Abraham, girlfriend Christy, you know, channels the, the council. So it's like all these amazing things, and I think people are becoming more open to it now. Yes. Uh, they're definitely uh, our energy, energetic frequencies, and especially through the pandemic. I know yes. a lot of them because a lot of the craziness had all just like everything had calmed down. Mm. energetically mm-hmm. the whole planet had calmed down absolutely you know and we were able to hear and think and contemplate and reassess and make new decisions and tap into these different you know uh, abilities that we that were maybe we had when we were kids that you know we kind of shunned because you know we were being shunned but now are starting to able to be coming to the surface now totally love this mm. so much Natalie, what's one thing that you wished that you'd learned sooner? Hmm. I think what I wish I'd learned sooner is I didn't need all the answers before I started doing anything. Hmm. You know, I used to always limit myself because in ca- unless I could see exactly how it was going to and something was going to happen that I could see all the steps in my mind I would only you know get as far as what I could see I could physically do myself and it wasn't until I watched the secret that I really understood that I was missing out on leveraging the power of the universe <laughs> to be able to create and serendipitous events and things and people coming into my life that I could never have planned for in a million years. Mm. I didn't realise that I had access to that, you know, and once I realised that and started to really access that on on a regular basis and trust that, uh, that's when I had, like, ridiculous, you know, advances in my life. You know, Mm. we went from struggling to, you know, having a multi-million dollar business in a couple of years. It was crazy. Mm. Mm. You know, through the internet. And if someone had told me the day before we started the business, going, yeah, you're going to have this amazing life, you're going to do it through the internet, I would have gone, as if. I, don't know, <laughs> I, don't know. I remember when someone was trying to describe a, the social media thing to me, and I'm like, well, so you set up a, a, a page or a website and you put all your personal details on there. I'm like, why would anyone do that? Like, I did like, exactly the same thing. <laughs> How hilarious. <laughs> yeah. They're like, that's crazy. And now look where we are. Exactly. Doing stupid videos on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've, we've evolved in such a great way, you know. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Natalie, where can people learn more about you and what you're doing now? Yeah, so our main website is mindmovies.com. And when you go there, you can find out all about our story and and you can actually download some free Mind Movies. Um, You can access the podcast from there as well. So it's kind of like the central hub. Um, And then if you go to natalieledwell.com, 
You'll find out more about my personal staff, but you can also access information about the kids program through there. So, uh, you know, if you're, if you're listening and you, you know, looking as your school is looking to maybe implement some kind of social emotional learning curriculum to help the, you know, the kids and we're seeing so much mental health issues coming to the surface yeah. right now. I think the yeah. pandemic really accelerated a lot of stuff. Absolutely. Um, but everyone's struggling. The teachers are struggling. The parents are struggling. The kids are struggling. You know, so the the solution that we have is, you know, we also have support for the parents. You know, we're helping to support the teachers and then we also have the curriculum for the kids. So natalieledwell.com, you can actually find all the stuff through there. Awesome. Natalie, thanks so much for coming on the show. I've had such a fantastic time with you and mm-hmm. I know that we're, that anyone that's listening is going to have all sorts of value bonds dropping in, so thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure and great to finally meet you, Sam. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Influence by Design podcast. If you want more, head over to samantharileyglobal forward slash podcast for the show notes and links to today's gifts and sponsors. And if you're looking to connect with other coaches and experts who are growing and scaling their business too, come and join the Coaches Course Creators and Speakers group on Facebook. The links are all waiting for you over at samantharileyglobal.com.